0: We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. The book of Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, For it was pierced for our transgression. It was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace upon him, Jesus Christ has taken the punishment that brought us peace. So if you you see yourself without peace, that is the work of the enemy. You need to stand your ground because Jesus has paid for your peace. You remember when slaves were set free in America when there was a declaration? Declaration was made for two years, sometimes even decade before some people actually were set free. You have to enforce what has been given unto you. Jesus Christ has paid. They said the poor that was prophesied by Prophet Isaiah years back that the punishment that brought you peace has been paid fully. And when he paid, he said, it is finished. It was paid by Jesus. And the Bible says, and by his stride, we were healed. If you are feeling sick, that is the work of the enemy. The Bible say, you t- can tell the Lord by this stride, I am healed. You have to enforce in the courts oh, that this has been paid for. It is illegal for you to pay for something no matter how beautiful it is to pay for it twice. Jesus has paid for it. So you have to enforce it. But If you don't enforce it, you know, Bishop will tell you that if you don't ask, you don't get. Amen. So we've been talking about um, peace, joy, and rest. Pastor Scott spoke about rest last week we talked about uh, peace. Today, we'll be talking about joy. The joy that I'm talking about is everlasting joy. It means the joy that lasts forever. Amen. Now, quickly, can you remember something that made you happy? Let's, let's quickly pray again. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this precious hour. Holy Spirit, we pray that you do what you do most, and you speak to us. Teach us your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, can you remember what made you feel happy? You know, I've been privileged to share some of our people's happiness. I know people that move into new homes. And when we went there to dedicate the house, I can see the joy in their faces. What about people that bought new cars? We're privilege to dedicate some few new cars so around here. Uh, well, new cars and some that are semi-new. <laughs> Praise God. A car is a car. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what about the day you receive that letter of, uh, you know, when you did the application and you receive... That letter that said congratulations in our God's job. That dream work you've been looking for. Does it make you really happy? And I know some people that bought a uh, new phone, iPhone uh, 12 Pro Max. Now, fortunately, iPhone 13 Pro Max came out yesterday, so it's become obsolete. Be sure, you may need to buy another one <laughs> or upgrade. <laughs> Praise Thank God. You. So those things sometimes can make us a bit happy. And there's nothing wrong with it. We can't deny the fact that those things will make you happy. But those happiness and those joy are temporary. They are. They don't last forever. There's nothing wrong with it. You can be happy. Make yourself happy. you got a new job. you got a visa. You travel. You apply for a visa. They renewed it. You got a British passport. You got all those things. They can ap- make you happy. But those happiness are temporary. In life, we have seasons of joy, and we have seasons of sorrow. Now, let's not deny the fact that both of them will come. Now, when people tell you that uh, you give your life to Jesus Christ, and that is the end of every challenge, they're not being honest with you. So, when they sing the song, I will never suffer, Jesus suffer, no, no, no. Before restoration, there was crucifixion. So, you can't deny the times of crucifixion. There will be challenges. Amen. So, that is the question. Now, the greatest day that we received joy, what was the greatest day? That was the day you gave your life to Jesus. That is the greatest joy ever. Because the Bible says it is the will of God that may be saved. Not only that, but also to come to the knowledge of salvation. Okay. Now, the question then is, is it possible to experience an everlasting or what we call a permanent joy? Is it possible? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Welcome. Praise God. We are all the Bible students. It's possible. Now we draw from two different wells in life, two different wells. We have the worldly well, and we have the spiritual well. So when you draw from the worldly well, you have joy, but those joy are temporary. You can see that from the conversation of Jesus Christ with the Samaritan woman at the well. Jesus said, "Come on, give yeah, me some." We said, "If you do this," he said, "You don't." If you know the person speaking to you, you will just do exactly that. Where can you get? He said, I will give you water that you will never, never taste again. Then she said, Where do you, What do you have to. Well, we don't even have anything to get water from. And moreover, what is the correlation between Samaritans and Jewish people? And Jesus said, The one water I will give to you will spring water to eternal life. one I'm going to do that. What I'm going to give to you will spring forth everlasting in your heart and you will never test again. So it is possible to get uh, everlasting joy. If you draw from the right source, which is the spiritual well. We have the worldly well and we have the next one. We have the spiritual well. So, which one are we drawing water from? Now, it is not a sin to draw water, to get water from uh, the worldly well. But as long as you know that the things of this world, the things you see, they are temporary. As long as you don't put your hope on them, you know that every there's nothing that you have that was not given to you. That's everything you see, including your house, your partner, your wife, your husband, your everything that you have. They are all temporary. They are all temporary. The Bible says one life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. We brought nothing. How many did we bring to this world? Uh, nothing into this world. And it's sure that by the time you are going, you are going on your own. We're going with nothing. So, the best thing then, brethren, is to invest or is to draw water from the spiritual well. Praise God. In spiritual well, 1 Peter 1, it says, Rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. That is the one that is everlasting. That is the one that is not depend. That, that's not a roller coaster. You know the roller coaster experience: up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. That's the way life is. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Time and chance. The Bible says happen to them all. That is when we draw. So today, quickly, so that we don't misinterpret it, I want to tell you what the provision that the Lord has given to us to give us a lasting joy so so that you can categorize it you know the ones that give you temporary and when they are around you thank god for them but you know the ones that are everlasting so you invest in them praise god everlasting joy if you read the book of ephesians ephesians one you will see almost all these things there that was stated by Brother Paul. So I want to just use this book of Ephesians and some other Bible to just tell you the seven things that we've been given that can give us everlasting joy. So it becomes, because we know that it's also the fruit of the Spirit. So you become, you become conscious in you. When the enemy shows you the reason to be sad, to be sorrowful, then you yourself consciously, you, you just sit down, you solely look wise, and you assure your heart the reason why you need to be joyful. You assure your heart because your heart can deceive you sometimes. You know the Bible says even when your heart condemns you, what happens? God is greater than your heart. So that is it. So what are the words? The first one is you have complete forgiveness. Now tell me, how much money can you pay for that? What can you pay To receive forgiveness from Jesus. it took God. His blood. The blood of his only son. To pay for your forgiveness. The greatest gift you can ever get is. To whom God has forgiven. You see why yet you are sinner. Christ died for you. That was the first one. Let's go to the first ones. Before I read all of them. The first one, you have complete forgiveness. As we say, it is God's desire for all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of salvation. God, this is a desire. And he did not just desire it. He effected it. He put up a plan from right from the fall of Adam and Eve. He put up a plan to come and redeem us. Now, not only does he forgive you, he said he removes our sin. He removes our sin. Psalm 103, verse 12 says, As far as the east from the west, so far he has removed our sins, our transgressions from us. He has removed your sins. You know those things that we did that you're not proud of, that you still, they will still come today and still accuse you. He has removed those sins. The reason why you still have them is because sometimes when we become born again, we don't grow, we don't mature in Christ, and the devil knows that. So it takes you to the court of law and accuses you. But it is when you now grow in Christ that you now bring. God. You know that it's, it's like a court, it's a court system. The devil comes and accuses the, of the brethren, but Jesus Christ has done it. So you now know. Now that he has removed your sin completely. Not only that, he forgets them. Jeremiah thirty-one fourteen. He said, for I will forgive their iniquity. Not only forgiveness. Listen, he said, and their sin. I will remember no more. No more. So then when the enemy now comes and accuses you, You cannot stand in the court of law. Guilty as charged. But Jesus Christ paid for his. He said it in Isaiah before he did. He now said that he has forgiven my sin. This is. And my sin, the one I'm not very proud of, he will remember no more. The Bible says, therefore, having been justified, Justify justification means just as if you never say that's justification. Justify by faith. We are peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You are peace because the punishment for your peace has been laid on Jesus. It is illegal for anyone to accuse you again because Jesus Christ has paid. It was a judicial system. You were guilty as charged. But somebody came, paid for it. That is an everlasting joy. That's number one source of everlasting joy. That your sins are forgiven. The second one. you now have peace with God. The world of hostility. Between God and men has been broken. Has been flattered. Like the wall of Jericho. He has been broken. What position were we? We were an enemy with God. We were enemies. You don't want to be an enemy to God. But that was what we were before. Before we had said Jesus. We were enemy. I want you to meditate on these things in your heart. That, that was your position before. But true work of Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, he brought peace. He reconciled men back to God. And now give you the ministry of reconciliation. Shout hallelujah. So what are we before then? What are we? We are spiritually dead. Ephesians 2.1 says, He told us that we were spiritual. We were dead in sin. You were dead in sin. And we were separated from God. Another version says we are separated from the life of Zoe. From the life of God. We have no right. Ephesians 2.3 say, by nature, naturally, we were children of wrath. Anguish. In other words, Brother James put it very clearly. We were enemies of God. We were enemies. But God initiated a process. You can see that Second Corinthians 5, 8. And he initiated a process. And in this process, he died to pay. And he now reconciled us. And he now brought us back into just like the prodigal son. To where we are meant to be. That to give you an everlasting joy. That God is no longer angry with me. That God Jesus carry your picture in His pocket and look at you, and you are thinking, "Oh, this my." No, He's just looking at you. Wow, I love this, my daughter. She is so beautiful. Wow, I love this, my son, because you are no longer an enemy with Him. He loves you. He carries his picture, your picture in his wallet. Because there's no longer any hostilities between you. He loves you. Let no one tell you nothing else. He loves you the way he loves Jesus. That's the way he loved you. Now, I know it's very difficult for some people to understand that. Because if you look at yourself, you can count how many people love you. You can tell me if you post something on social media, how many people will like, maybe one or two. And you now say, no, they don't really love me. It doesn't really matter. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He's at peace with you. It does not matter. Jesus loves you. That's what matters. That is a source of everlasting joy. Number three. Now you are now been born again, not only that into God's family, He put the solitary them and now put them into family. How many of you would like to be adopted to the family of queen, Queen Elizabeth II? They just, just so your name is not RM or what did they call it? They now put your name, your picture on 20 pounds. Oh. <laughs> That was what Jesus did. He now puts you. The next one is number four. You have eternal life. How many life? Eternal life. The plan of God initially is for us to have eternal life. The reason why he planted the tree of life. The way man sinned and was casted out of the Garden of Eden said, "The day you eat of that fruit, in dying you will die." So he dies spiritually, eventually he dies physically. But then the spirit don't die; your spirit will not die. So where will he go? The spirit have a, a place of rest. So. Then this was when he came with the plan of salvation. If you read John, um, John three sixteen, we all know John three sixteen. That's what that comes to mind. The Father gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have what everlasting life. Everlasting life. Those that come to Him have received life eternal. So you know that your destination after this life is settled. That is the reason why I know that I'm going to see almost everybody here in heaven. We're going to see ourselves. We're going to rejoice. We're going to have a bonfire night, or maybe we have a barbecue. If they are, eating. yeah, yeah. Jesus says back to we after resurrection, there will be. I believe we'll find that when we get there. Amen. That should give us joy. That we have eternal life. Amen. So those beautiful faces, these beautiful faces, those beautiful that you see, you'll still see them. Your fathers and your mothers that are dead, you still see them. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Number five. Let's see the time, yeah. Number five, you have God and we say, God, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Now, all the cathedrals in this world, so beautiful, God has not. That's what Jesus Christ was telling the Pharisees. He said, destroy this building, and we build it in three days. They were thinking that it took us how many years, 40 years to build this, and you think you'll be in three days. Who is going to help you? What resources do you have? They don't know what he was talking about his death, his burial, and that through those three days, he will now build us as a new creature family and now come and dwell inside of us. He's talking about you as a temple. So somebody now asked me, Where is Jesus? As I can see Jesus. This is Jesus. Because it's in you. It's in the hand of God, but it's also in you. The Bible confirmed me. He said, do not let your heart be troubled. Don't. Why? he said, and do not let them be afraid. Those who love me will keep my word. And my Father will love them and will we'll come to them and make our home with them. It is a mystery. Christ in you. That is the hope of Lord. If Christ is not in you, there is no hope of resurrection. There is no hope of rapture. The Holy spirit in you is the deposit that will translate your your, your mortal body to immortality. That is the hope that you have to make heaven. That you already saved Christ in you. This is a source of joy. That inside, now we need to, to carry this consciousness with us. If we carry this consciousness with us, sometimes, most times, we will be conscious of the things we say, the things we do, the things we hate, everything we do, because we have. You carry the Godhead. And also, you know that nobody will touch you because if they, before they touch you, they have to touch you. God, they have to now come to Jesus and finish Jesus before they now come to you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I believe that the main reason the Christian is not experiencing the joy is because they fail to walk in that light, in that revelation. Praise God. So, walk in that light. To walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another and the blood watches us every day. So carry that revelation. And when you have then it will spur you to pursue love, good deeds, righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. You can win by righteousness, righteousness, godliness, faith, patience, gentleness, peace, and holiness. Number six, you are secured in Christ. What did I say? You are secured in Christ. You know what we used to believe then? that it is when we die and we get to heaven. And even then, we are still not sure. Then we, that we turn it a, a long line. And some angel will now come and say, you, mm, let's see. You don't think good, you turn five bad. Mm, mm, good, there. Yeah. You, good. That was what we believe when we were young. But that cannot be further from the truth. The only ju- once you have accepted Christ and you remain in Christ, you remain there. You remain in Christ. You did not deny. It. You remain there. The only judgment you face is the judge is the judgment of the seat of Christ. That is the judgment of reward. That is when all your activities and the intention will be tested. The Great White Throne judgment is the judgment for those that listen. We gave you Christ, you refused. Those are the great white children because you have been taken from that judgment. Listen to what the Bible says. For God so loved what I gave is only because that we should believe in him will not perish but have many life. What is everlasting? Everlasting. Praise God. John 3.32 said, He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on me. Those are the ones that will face the great white throne judgment. You have everlasting life. Next. it says, most assuredly I said to you, he will my world and believe in him who sent me as everlasting life. Oh, Apple, please, brethren, can we read this together? Can we read it together? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears this word and believes in Jesus who sent me everlasting life, shall we not come into what? To judgment, but as passed from death into have passed from death into life. The only judgment you face is the judgment of the seat of Christ. That is the family judgment. Where we will, once you become born again, what did you do with your life? Did you just did you tell people about Christ, or did you just sit down and warm the bench? What did you do? That is the judgment. That's the judgment of rewards. Praise God. So, and can I get call on more, one more witness, Brother John? Alive, Brother John. He wrote his own uh, his own uh, book. While others their spirits have gone, so he has debt. He said, "And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life." He said, "Listen. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have. I have written it so that you." we can assure your heart that you have eternal life, that you may continue to believe in the name. Just continue, continue to believe. As long as you continue to believe in the name of the son of God, you have continue to believe. Continue to believe. Then you have eternal life. That is a source of joy, everlasting joy. Amen. And finally, number seven, that you will share in God's kingdom, that you even shared in the lost kingdom. Amen. Romans eight seventeen. I like this. And if we are children, another version says you are sons. And I like when I say, children, because when the Bible says sons, it's just male and female. A children covers everything. If we are children, then we are heirs. We are ears of God and co-ears. We are co-ears with Christ. Another version says we are joints. We are joint ears. We, you are joint ears with Christ. The Bible says, "As He is, so are we in this world." We are joint ears with Christ. You share in God's kingdom. We are joint ears with Christ. This is the greatest source of everlasting joy. That I am joint ears with Christ. You might go through challenges. Jesus went through challenges. But it's for greater glory. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. It is for greater glory. The enemy may mean it for bad. But what comes out of it is to elevate. We are joint ears. This is the whole story of Joseph. The whole story of Joseph is not like one the story of money. No, this is the story. Joint years. Joseph. We know Joseph. The father loved Joseph so much. God so loved Jesus, loved the son. And he loved him. And so he sent him to his, to his brother. But the brother hated him. So Jesus Christ came to his own people, to the Jews. They did not believe in him. What did they do instead? They sent him to the pit. Jesus Christ came. His own people did not believe him. They killed him. Went to the pit. Three days he was there. Jesus Christ resurrected after three days. Joseph was taken out of the pit after three days. Then, during that time, he went through so many challenges. But what for? So that eventually he can be made a prime minister in Egypt, in the foreign land. Jesus Christ has now been exalted. A new name has been given to him. Where now is he seated? He's seated at the right hand of Christ. Now, listen, where do we share in God's kingdom? What did Joseph did? Did he just, just become prime minister only? He sent for his father. He sent for his brothers. He said, come, come, come. I am now the prime minister. Sit down with me. Let us reign together. That's the whole lot of the story of Joseph. And that's the story of Jesus. And that's our story. We are joint ears with Christ. We are joint ears with Christ. We are joint ears with peace. Is one of the greatest source of joy. In Jesus' name. Now, you see the reason why you should have everlasting joy. If I see you sorrowful, then I know it's because you don't know these things. It doesn't matter what situation you are facing. Death. It doesn't matter what situation you are facing. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Because we have all these things. And nobody can take away from you. It doesn't matter who that person is. They can't. So this is the reason why wow, we sing that song, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shall so we sing that song again as we round up?